Yo, yo, everybody, welcome in to another episode of the Dynasty Football Dominators. It's your host, Jake, joined as always by Andrew. What's up? What's going on, man? Chilling, chilling, watching uh, Philly struggle against Boston. Oh, I haven't haven't tuned into that. Are, are they struggling? They were down like 12 whenever we uh, started this, so we'll see what happens in the fourth. Struggling I, figure with their, I figure with their size, they could be – they'd beat Boston. My money's on Philly and six, but what do I know? Yeah, we'll see. What's been going on, man? It's been uh, I guess nothing too big happened since our last pod, just the draft. Yeah, only the NFL draft. That's that's it. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a big deal, I guess. Obviously, that's a lot of uh, a lot of information to cover. So that's going to be our show for tonight. We're just going to be going over the rookies and landing spots, position by position. Uh, is there anything news-wise you want to cover, man? Before we get started. Uh no. I mean, really nothing's happened other than other than the draft. I mean, <clears throat> there's a couple of big guys that um that we're still looking out for in uh DeMarco Murray and CJ Anderson. I think the landing spots are pretty obvious for them now, which kind of scares me cuz I don't think they'll go there since they're so obvious and <laughs> I mean the Indianapolis Colts didn't draft a running back and the Carolina Panthers didn't draft a running back, so I mean the the Colts drafted um Hines but you know he's not like a first down second down goal line pounder like right. CJ Anderson or DeMarco Murray are so I think I think those two will go to those two spots I think that's pretty much laid out and everyone thinks that's going to happen so it probably won't <laughs> that's usually how it goes but what do you think about that I definitely think the Panthers are getting one the Colts I don't know they they might believe in Marlon Mack more than we do but Hines is definitely a pass catcher only. Uh, I wanted to bring up Martavis getting traded too. What do you think about that? Um, as a Steelers fan, I love that, that we got that much in return for Martavis. Um, on the flip side for the Raiders, I think that's a that's a decent move for them as well. I think it just works out for both parties. I mean, Martavis wasn't going to work out for, for the Steelers. Um, we saw that last year. Um, Juju took over that number two role and – I mean, Martavis still has a lot left in the tank. I think he just more or less needed a change of scenery. So I like that yeah. move to to the Raiders for for all parties. That's one of those situations where kind of everyone wins. Yeah, that's a win win. That makes me think they're going to move Jordy Nelson to the slot, maybe a little bit more of uh, something he's suited for now, since he's lost a few steps. And we'll see what Martavis can do. He's still pretty young. Obviously, they believe in him a lot. Give up a third. Absolutely. But uh, let's get straight into it, man. We can start with the quarterbacks. Why don't you give us your thoughts on the quarterback class? So the quarterback class, the only thing, like I was sitting there watching the first round, and I was just, first of all, Baker Mayfield going number one overall to the Browns. Hey, hey, I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but I was calling that shit. I'm just going to throw that out there. I love it. I mean, I think Baker Mayfield's going to turn the Browns around. Like, I'm fine with it. I really hope. I really, really hope that he doesn't start for them this year. As crazy as that might sound, but I think I think Tyrod's a, a capable quarterback in the NFL, and I think he could learn a lot from Tyrod Taylor. Um, I think if he sets a year behind Tyrod, then that will help him in the long run. But I love what the what the Browns are doing, what the Browns franchise is doing. All together, like I think they're on the up and up for sure. So I love the Baker Mayfield pick at 101. 
Um, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, Baker's trash now. He went to the Browns, whatever, <laughs> but I love it. I mean, I really do. And everyone's oh, – I, I hate it because everyone's like, oh, it's just Johnny Manziel all over again. Okay, Baker That's Mayfield – Baker, first, yeah, it's lazy. And second of all, Baker Mayfield is a much better passer than Johnny Manziel ever thought about being on top of the playmaking ability. So I love it. And Baker Mayfield was taking 101. Johnny Manziel was taking, what, 128, something something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So draft capital is a, a lot higher. But, yeah, I love Baker Mayfield. What do you think about that move? Not much to add to that, man. That was well said. That's uh, He's my favorite quarterback in this class before the draft, and obviously that hasn't changed. Of all the quarterbacks that got drafted, he has the best weapons in place. And I don't think he'll start week one, but I don't think it's going to take that long, man, because when you draft a guy at 101, especially with an owner like Dorsey, like I, I think he's going to play. It might be similar to uh, Trubisky last year, maybe four or five games, and uh, poor Tyrod will be uh, – he'll be watching. But – that's a good guy to be behind for Baker. I like that. Obviously, the quarterback I want to bring up is our boy Lamar Jackson, man, because I think he went to a great spot. I kind of felt bad for him as he was sliding because I know he thought – and <clears throat> side note, when I, I, I might not ever get over the fact that the Saints didn't draft him, dude. We traded up, gave up a first next year. For five minutes, I'm jumping up and down, screaming <laughs> Lamar Jackson, and they didn't take him. But – um. Other than my sadness, I'm happy about him going to the Ravens at least because uh, Flacco sucks. So, what do you think about that? Other than your sadness, you're happy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Um, the off is it the offensive coordinator there that was the offensive coordinator for something Michael like Vick? that. I know it's Marty Morningwig. That's I know that's his name. I don't know his role, but yeah. Anyways, Vick. anytime you throw Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson's name into the same sentence, then. I get a hard on because that's that's who Lamar Jackson reminds me of. So I mean I love it. I'm I'm like you. I was kind of surprised he fell that far. There was a couple teams that that traded up, and I really thought that they were trading up to get Lamar Jackson, but he fell all the way to the Ravens, and I think the Ravens have kind of accepted they're in rebuild mode. I think Flacco has a year at best, so mm-hmm. I like that situation for Lamar. I think he's obviously their quarterback of the future. He's a first-round pick, so I love it. Um, as a Steelers fan, I hate – I fucking hate the Ravens. Um, yeah, this sucks for you. You have to watch between, it for a while. I am. It was between that. I really didn't want the Patriots to take him. Um, like, I know that doesn't fit their system or anything like that, but that would have been such a Patriots move to, to take him. Um, and then Lamar Jackson dominate for the next 85 years. But, I mean, I I love the fit um, on the outside looking in. But as a Steelers fan, I, I just feel like he's going to dominate the next two or three years. So, yeah, g- grab Lamar Jackson up. Um, the next the next two two guys I think we should talk about are Sam Darnold, um, taken by the Jets pretty high. Um, I had the feeling that whenever they traded up to that spot, they wanted to get Baker Mayfield, um, but they kind of not so much settled for Sam Darnold, but kind of settled for Sam Darnold. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think they, I think they wanted Baker, but um, getting the youngest guy out of the class and the guy who a year ago was 
consensus 101 out of these quarterbacks. Uh, I think they're pretty happy with that. Even if he – I don't. I really don't think he's that great. I think he's going to be kind of a middle-of-the-road starter. But for the Jets, I mean, that's fantastic. So, good for them. <laughs> Better than Christian Hackenberg, right? I uh, can't get much worse than that. So Exactly. So, I don't want to talk about Josh Allen on this podcast, so we're just going to nah. skip over him. And the other one Josh of the, is better. One, exactly. Man, does it get any more perfect than the situation that Josh Rosen fell into? It's pretty good. Oh, my God. Behind Sam Bradford, which is the most accurate passer in the NFL right now, based on completion percentage. Um, and then you get Larry Pro Bowl, Fitzgerald. That's the, that's the key right there. I mean, and then you get David Johnson to dump the ball off to. Um, he's still pretty young. Um, they went ahead and drafted a couple wide receivers, uh, Christian Kirk, which is the protege to Larry Fitzgerald, but we'll get into that later. I love that situation. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he's in a great organization. I, Man, I love it. I mean, I think the Cardinals were ecstatic to get him there. And I think I had him as the, the second best all-around quarterback in the draft. So I love that move for the Cardinals. What do you think about Josh Rosen to Arizona? Yeah, other than Baker, he's he's the best, you know, pure quarterback in the class. I like Lamar as much as him for fantasy, but just as far as a real life quarterback, like Josh Rosen can play, man. And his biggest thing is obviously the reason why he fell is his attitude. And that's why I think Fitz is so important because that is like the ultimate professional. And he's the guy that he has to throw the ball to. So like he has to get Larry's respect in to do that. He's probably gonna have to kind of tone it down a little bit, but I do like the fire. And uh having a guy like David Johnson takes a lot of pressure off of a young quarterback. You just throw it back there a hundred times and you're good. He'll get you ten yards. So I think he's in a great situation. And we should see him pretty soon because we know about Bradford's health history and uh Mike Glennon's not good unless he's hanging wallpaper. So <laughs> Absolute. Bradford's gonna get Bradford will get injured um, within the first three weeks, and then Mike Glennon's a good backup. I think. He's I think good, he'll be. A, uh, he's a good quarterback a room guy. You know, that's yeah, a good quarterback room. Exactly. So, last guy I want to talk about is hit a little, little close to home. Um, the Steelers traded up to the the three twelve for for Mason Rudolph. I wasn't really. Really high on Mason Rudolph coming into the draft. But, I mean, mid-third round, I love it. I mean, and the Steelers traded up for him. So, I mean, I've seen multiple reports saying that they thought that Mason Rudolph was a top-tier quarterback. So, I really, really like everything that, that I'm hearing from the, from the Pittsburgh camp. What do you think about Mason Rudolph? I think he's their future quarterback. There's not much to add. I think he's – Pretty good. Uh, just maybe just a notch below these other guys. I think he's better than Josh Allen, so they got pretty good value. Um, and he's got a good guy to sit behind, and obviously he's got weapons everywhere. So uh, I think it's I think it's good, man. He'll probably have two years to just sit there and learn from a guy like Big Ben. Should be uh he should be ready by the time it comes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I tweeted out earlier. I think he's this year's Pat Mahomes. So Could be. mark mark it down. Pat Mahomes last year was kind of a an undervalued guy. You could get him late in your rookie drafts. Um, I think that's kind of Mason Rudolph this year. Um, you can get him below these these top tiers starting now, 
type of guys, and he's learning behind a veteran. He's on a great team. He has weapons on the offense. He's obviously the the guy that they traded for. So he's going to be the protege to Ben Roethlisberger. And, I mean, I love it. I mean, he's kind of a, a wait a wait and see type of guy. But, I mean, whenever you're talking, you know, third, fourth round of your rookie drafts and you can't go wrong with, with Mason Rudolph. He's a, he's a great stash in, in dynasty football, in my opinion. 100% agree, man. Let's move it on to the running backs. We're uh, we are not going to sit here and talk a lot about Saquon Barkley, but what do you think about the Giants' landing spot? I mean, I first of all, I just I think it's stupid to draft a running back that high in the NFL. Um, I'll just I love Saquon. Okay, I'll admit I I do not like Leonard Fournette, and I did not like when the Jacksonville Jaguars drafted him that high, but I love Saquon Barkley. But I still don't like that the Giants drafted him that high. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. The value I mean, is just not there. I don't even like when they drafted Zeke, the Cowboys. I don't like when they drafted Leonard exactly. last year either. And especially don't like they drafted McCaffrey, number eight last year. I don't understand it. But, I mean, the guy's going to be good. And uh, the Giants have upgraded their offensive line. It's a lot of weapons on the field with him. So, I mean, he he's set up to be successful. It's just – not a good pick. They should have took Josh Rosen. I mean, that to me, that was a no-brainer. Yes. That would have been so easy. But say the Giants would have taken Josh Rosen, okay? You like it's benched. <laughs> where, for sure. Where where would have Saquon ended up, do you think? Cleveland. I think Man. Cleveland would have taken him. Where do you like Saquon more, Cleveland or, or New York? Hmm. <laughs> I know, right? It's not really a difference, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I think Cleveland, as crazy as it sounds, I think Cleveland's going to be a better team overall. Oh, they no, that's not crazy. That's okay. They will be. I mean, um, the Giants should be good, but the Browns are going to be. But I think great. I think the Giants are going to give them more touches. So probably so. so let's dude, talk. the Giants don't have they they don't have a line. They uh they got Nate Solder. That's that's a slight upgrade, and I think they drafted uh didn't they draft Will Hernandez too? Oh, I don't know, but that's two people. Like other than that, yeah, but like... that's you know that's a slight improvement. <laughs> yeah, only like, nowhere to go but up when you're that bad, you know. God, they're they're so bad. The Giants are so bad. But listen to their offensive weapons. They have OBJ, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, and Saquon Barkley. Pretty good. Hard to fuck that up, but they will. Uh, Eli will. <laughs> Let's stay in that division, man, and, and talk about my boy. Can you explain to me why Darius Geis fell? So apparently he got into, like, an argument with the Eagles camp. Is the only thing that I'm seeing. Like, that's that's all I can see is why he fell so far is because he went he went to a visit with Philadelphia – and I guess he got into like a shouting match with the Eagles. And <laughs> apparently that made him fall all the way to the, what, second round, 27th pick? So mm-hmm. the end of the second round? What the hell? Teams passed know. on him multiple times. I thought the Lions were drafting him when they traded up. I thought the Seahawks should have taken him instead of Rashad Penny. Um, but he ultimately, I think he landed in a pretty good spot. Because exactly. He's the day one starter, and I love that he 
shouted at somebody because that it's, he's being true to himself. That it makes me like my comp of him even more, Marshawn Lynch. It just he doesn't give a fuck about anything except playing football, and he's really good at doing that. And they got a pretty good offensive line. Alex Smith is a solid quarterback. Chris Thompson's not very reliable to stay healthy. He could have a three down workload pretty quick there because uh, Pirine is now dead. Yeah, dude. Like all in all, at the end of the day, so he fell this far, and I was super upset because I have like three one hundred two shares, <laughs> and I was pissed off. But he ended up going to the Redskins, and honestly, I mean that's that's one of the best situations he could have ended up. At. It's still my one hundred two, man. No question for me. That's I think that's that's what a lot of people are wanting to hear is who we have at one hundred two and. Man, I got I still have guys at one oh two. Sky's easy. I like Chubb's like, landing spot, but there there's no Carlos Hyde in Washington. I mean as far as running backs go, I think it's Saquon and Geis. And then I mean I would put DJ Moore up with yeah, those other running that was, backs. That was perfect. Easy. easy. I, I mean, told you Cam was getting help, man. Dude D. We'll get into that later, but yeah. woo, yes. <laughs> it's lit. Let's talk about these Georgia backs. What do you think about their spots? I don't hate Nick Chubb going to, to Cleveland. Um, obviously, Duke Johnson's a free agent after next year, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. So, um, if he gets to learn behind, you know, Carlos Hyde. I love Carlos Hyde. I think Carlos Hyde's a great running back. What did they sign him to? What kind of deal did they – Sign Carlos Hyde too. I think it was like a couple years, but uh, I'm pretty sure there's an out, just yeah, like most deals. I mean, he'll take him over. I think, like I said before, Cleveland's on the up and up, so I'm fine with with Chubb. Man, I was super pissed that you got him. You got him at the 111 in a Superflex yeah. rookie draft. Stealing. Today. I don't. That was yeah, crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a top five. He's a top five rookie draft guy yeah, for sure. Be. So I love him. I love Chubb. I loved Sony Michelle. I was really high on Sony Michelle. I was higher on him than I was Chubb. But after after the draft, as crazy as it may sound, that Chubb went to the Browns and Sony Michelle went to the Patriots. I like Chubb more than Michelle. Yeah, I was already on that Chubb wagon. I'm just further on it now. Um, I don't really understand. Why the Patriots drafted Sonny Michelle? To be honest, at least I mean I don't know. That just didn't make sense to me. I think he they could... found out the Eagles were going to draft him. That's a thirty-two. So then they were just like, "You beat us, so screw you guys. We're going to draft him and set him on our bench." Yeah, I mean <laughs> that. The only thing about it is uh, that kind of kills our rec shares a little bit. Oh, uh, God, it puts a dent I... in them, but doesn't make I really don't know what sense. to expect. I don't either. And all all those reports were coming out about his knee. Yeah. At the draft. Like, I don't, I'm not excited about Sonny Michelle at all. Like, not at all. I mean, based on the Patriots, uh, like, history of running backs and fantasy football and the injury histories of Sonny Michelle and the crowded backfield, like, I'm just – I'm not excited whatsoever. Not for the price that I have to pay to get Sonny. Because, I mean, you're talking a top seven, eight pick to get Sony, and I will have zero shares of Sony Michelle in rookie drafts this year, for sure. No question. Me either, man. Easy. What about Ronald Jones? 
to the Bucks. That was one of the best landing spots anybody could get. I really yeah. wanted guys there too. What do you think about Ronald Jones? Yeah, I was really hoping Ronald Jones wasn't really one of my guys. Um, I'm not a big Ronald Jones guy. So if if it were me, and I hate this is why I hate that we have a podcast because I'm getting ready to give away one of my one of like what I'm trying to do or one of my secrets. Like I'm trying to buy Peyton Barber right now because I don't think Ronald Jones is going to work out. So I'm going to go out and try and buy all the shares of Peyton Barber for super, super cheap because you can get it for next to nothing. And just in case, you know, Ronald Jones is the next, what, Jeremy McNichols or whatever, um, go ahead and do it. But, I mean, they spent up on Ronald Jones. They took him at, what, the second round six pick, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, but – I don't know. Maybe they see something, something that I don't. But I would have much rather had, like you said, Geis or you know three or four other running backs. But hey, he might turn out. But again, he's probably not one of those guys that I'm going to be owning. Yeah, his his price I think is going to be around one hundred five, one hundred six, and there's no way I'm taking him there because nope. I didn't I didn't really like him before and. You know, nothing recently has made me like him anymore. He's he's fast. I know that. And I saw that he struggles with his vision's not the greatest. And for some reason, like, he wasn't utilizing the passing game, which he, he has, like, the athleticism for it. But it kind of worries me they didn't throw him the ball. I, I don't know. I think Peyton Barber's a good buy. That's a good call because you could probably get him for, like, a fourth rounder in a lot of exactly. leagues after they spent that kind of capital on Ronald Jones. So, yeah, maybe it'll work out, but – I got a little bit more faith than uh, Royce Freeman going to the Broncos, man. What do you think about that one? I think that was a prime time spot for somebody to go. Oh, that's perfect. I would much rather have Royce Freeman. It's cheaper too. He's cheaper. He's going to be – I think Royce Freeman's a better running back than Ronald yeah. Jones. One, 100%. He's on a better team. They have a better defense. Um, he's going to get more carries. Like – I mean, I just love it all around more. I love Royce Freeman more than I like Ronald Jones. So that's that's one of the reasons why I'm not going to own any Ronald Jones shares just because of the simple fact of of a Royce Freeman or of a carry on Johnson. Like, I just like guys more than him. Yeah, I agree, man. He, he And he's got a three down skill set. Devontae Booker, to me, not much to to get ahead of on the depth chart. I think he's going to be one of those really good producers in year one. And you mentioned Carryon Johnson. We can talk about him next, man. I'm I'm not a big Carryon fan. Like, I know he, he had some games at Auburn. I know he had some injuries. Um, but he landed in a good spot. Like, he he should be handed the keys to the first and second down role pretty early because uh, Abdul is probably not even going to be on the roster. So, Again, that was that was really the spot I thought Geis was going to go to. I'm sorry to keep bringing him up. I just can't believe it. But, like, that was the spot <laughs> I saw him getting mocked to over and over and over again. And um, Carrion got it, man. I think his, uh, he's going to have the opportunity to be good. It's up to him. Absolutely, yeah. But who hasn't had the opportunity to be a great running back in Detroit? Like, for some reason, they just can't. They just can't find a running back. I don't understand the point like I don't know what's wrong with the Lions but they just can't find a good running back but and every time I'm just like this is the guy 
This is him. Man. So I, I kind of got I'll, a feeling about carry on, dude. I'll hop on the carry on train. Like I'm down. I I will gladly hop on the end of the first round carry on train for sure. Um, I like him more than more than Ronald Jones. Yeah, for sure. Um, a guy we haven't talked about yet, Rashad Penny. He's going like top four. I like carry on Johnson more than Rashad Penny. Yeah, me too, man. So, I mean, I guess I guess I'm a carry-on guy as far as that goes. Um, I was a John I was a John Kelly truther coming into the draft, and obviously now I'm not because he went to the Rams and he has to sit behind behind Todd Gurley. So I'll just I'll jump on another running back if that's okay because that's this is how that works. It's kind of got to be fluid. So I'll be a carry-on guy. Um, Detroit literally doesn't have any other running back. They have Theo Riddick, which is a more or less a wide receiver. So Amir Abdullah's trash. You know, you got some white dude. What's his name? Zach Zinner. Yeah. Behind him. So I'm all for carry on Johnson. I think he'll get, he'll get some, some goal line carries. I think he could be a, a viable fantasy asset for sure. So what about Rashad Penny, man? What do you think about that? I thought that, that was, was probably crazy. one of the worst picks of the entire draft. That was that was. Do not know what they were thinking. I don't know, man. I mean, you uh, literally have the best running back in the NFL in Chris Carson, and yeah. you go and take a, oh, wait, a running wait. back in the. <laughs> That's not how you pronounce CJ Prosize. <laughs> Either way, you have Chris Carson and Chris and and CJ Prosize, like, and then you trade yeah. it away. Like the the Seahawks are. Stupid. They're done. Draft Free Russell line. Wilson. Okay, first of all, first of all, with with Rashad Penny, okay, he's probably the worst pass blocking back in this entire draft, and that's who they drafted. <laughs> and their biggest concern is pass blocking. What? Like, what? Are, I just don't understand. And then four rounds later, they draft. Shaquem Griffin and warm everyone's hearts and everyone forgets about how they screwed up in the first round and it's all okay. But no, they screwed up. Like why did, why do you draft Rashad Penny in the first round? I just, it's, it's terrible, man. It really I is. I don't understand. I we'll really see, don't. man. Like I, I'm not hating on the, the dude, you know, he could be good. I'm sure, but it's just, it wasn't a good pick. They had way more glaring needs and, Running back, but hey. I draft I've drafted Sony Michelle over Rashad Penny first of all because Sony Michelle can actually pass block. So if anything, if you're going to draft a running back, at least draft a good running back. Like yeah. I just don't see the I don't see the upside in Rashad Penny and drafting him. Like I honestly like all bias aside, I think he he'll struggle to be the second best running back on that team. Like I don't understand. Whatever, it's okay. Fuck <laughs> Russell Wilson, right? Because they're not trying to help him out. But anyway, oh God, this is a guy I think has a pretty good opportunity, man, and that is Mr. Kalen Balaj to Miami. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. Um, he's the he's gonna be the the guy who could easily be the cream hunt of this year. Um, if anything happens to Kenyon Drake. Injury or just being, you know, underperforming in the preseason, 
he's going to step right into that role and be elite. Our, I've loved Kalen Balage ever since I started watching his tape, you know, six months ago. And I really think that he can be at least the third down back in, in Miami. And I'm not, I'm not super impressed with Kenyon Drake. I don't think anyone is. But the only thing that concerns me is comparing him to, like, a cream hunt. Like, obviously, the Chiefs are a lot better overall team. They have a lot better line than the Miami Dolphins. So, he could be like a, like a poor man's cream hunt this year if Kenyon Drake gets injured. <laughs> yeah, production-wise, probably not. But opportunity-wise, maybe. Um, he's definitely you – know, Kenyon Drake had some good games, and he flashed. But I don't think he's got – you know, 16 games, three down workhorse ability. Definitely looking for somebody to split carry. So I think Balaj is going to get an opportunity. And I, I like him being in the same room as Frank Gore. Um, just because I don't, he didn't really, you know, we mentioned it back in our, one of our first episodes. I thought he struggled just running between the tackles a lot. And having a guy like Frank Gore as a mentor is, uh, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that because he's been playing for 30 years. So. Having a Hall of Famer in your locker room has got to help out. Exactly. So, a couple more guys that I just want to get to real quick before we move on to the wide receivers. Um, Mark Walton, he was a guy that I was really excited about. I think you were really excited about him going into the draft. He got drafted by the Bengals. So, he's literally dead because I love Joe Mixon. And Unless Mixon fucks up off the field. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> ex- exactly. He's He's nothing. Another guy. I think should 100% be owned in every single dynasty league. And again, I'm, I'm showing my hand because I'm going to take him in the fifth round or pick him up in the free agency is Ito Smith. Um, Ito Smith got drafted by the Falcons. Tevin Coleman is on his last year of his contract. So he will be gone next year because they paid Devonte Freeman. So Ito Smith is going to be their running back too. Yeah, I agree, man. That's a good call. Next year, passing down back. I, the guy I wanted to mention, and this would be our last guy, we got to get to these wide receivers. Um, that's going to be Bo Scarborough. I think that's immediately, maybe not right now today, he's not the handcuff on the depth chart, but by the time the season starts, I think that's going to be the, the second back on that roster. Yeah. We know about Zeke's off the field shit. Yeah, Bo Scarborough somebody you want to draft. Yeah, it sucks that an Alabama guy is going to be a handcuff to the Ohio State guy. So, you know, <laughs> fuck the tide. Go Bucks. Um, let's let's move on. Let's move on to the to the wide receivers. Who is the first wide receiver off the board? That's Mr. DJ Moore. He got the my Ooh. my favorite landing spot and my favorite receiver to go with one of my favorite quarterbacks. So, pretty good for me, dog. What do you think? I mean, it's it's plus, plus, plus for me. Like, that's literally – I mean, the wide receiver one in this draft class is kind of up in the air for me. Um, there's there's three or four guys that I could have seen being my wide receiver one, and DJ Moore just solidified being the wide receiver one um, for me. No question. So much, so much, in fact. Okay, hot take right here. So – Let's say, for example, you have Todd Gurley and Mark Ingram 
and Devontae Freeman in the Dynasty League. Mm-hmm. Okay. And your number one wide receiver is, I don't know, Juju Smith-Schuster. But you have the 101. Would you trade the 101 for, like, you could get a ton. You could get, like, the 102 and 103. Would you trade the 101 for the 102 and 103? Yeah. And scoop up DJ Moore and Darius Guys. Darius Guys. 100%. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's that's kind of the situation that I'm thinking. Like, I mean, it's team dependent. Like, don't think just because you have the 101, you have to take Saquon. If you have viable running backs, then you're allowed to trade back. Like, it's not against the law. Like, you can do that. Dude. And I think. I think DJ Moore, I mean, he's got Steve Smith's stamp of approval. Yep. Like, I think DJ Moore is going to be a fucking stud in the NFL for years to come. So, I'm I'm all aboard the DJ Moore train. No question, man. I completely agree. Another guy's spot that I liked was Calvin Ridley. I think, uh, even though I'm not a huge fan of the player, I think he is kind of what that offense needed. Um, they got the big body guy in Julio that can go down the field. They needed somebody underneath that just gets wide open, and that's what Calvin really does. He's a really good route runner, and Matt Ryan's a pretty accurate intermediate passer. So I think he is probably going to be right there with DJ Moore for the most productive year one. We could see him put up a pretty good season, high reception totals. Um, I, I think he can be pretty good, man, from day one. Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm go- I, I just don't like Calvin Ridley. Um <laughs> He's one of those guys that I acknowledge that he's probably going to put up great stats, but I'm probably just not going to draft him anywhere. So that probably means he's going to be like a Hall of Fame wide receiver. So you should probably <laughs> draft Calvin Ridley because I I hate him. So Agree. We'll, we'll leave it with that. <laughs> Go get him. <laughs> What's the next guy you want to talk about? Um, I'm go- I want to talk about uh, Sutton. Let's talk about Cortland Sutton to the Denver Broncos at at two oh eight. Broncos had a great draft offensively. Absolutely. Deshaun Hamilton too, who I like, but we won't really get into him in this episode more than likely. But Cortland Sutton is basically Demarius Thomas, you know, that type of a, a player. So he's gonna not have to play right away and get to learn from a guy who's built exactly like him. And I expect him to be pretty good, man, honestly. I mean he's got all the potential in the world. He was the wide receiver one for a long time before the the process started in the last couple of months. So, obviously, the talent and the upside is there. Um, I like him. I think it was good value for him, too. Yeah, I I literally said in our last episode that Cortland Sutton was like a Demarius Thomas. Mm -hmm. And now he gets to learn behind Demarius Thomas. Perfect. So, I mean, this is the perfect situation for him. Um, he's not gonna he's not gonna set the world on fire his rookie year. Maybe not even his second or his third year. He's just one of those guys you have to be patient with. But at the end of the first round, the beginning of the second round, you're gonna be super, super stoked to have um a few years down the road. So if you're one of those rebuilding dynasty teams, then Cortland Sutton's a guy that I would be I'd be looking for for sure at the, the end of the first, the beginning of the second round. Yeah, man, I agree. Um, next guy, I think we should, and we're going to cover like five more because we're we're running kind of long in this episode. Let's get into Christian Kirk. I know we kind of touched on him earlier, but just some quick thoughts on him. 
Dude, Christian Kirk is literally going to be Larry Fitzgerald, I think. Like, that's, that's again, like one of the perfect spots that he could have landed. He's just going to learn from one of the greatest slot receivers of all time and Larry Fitzgerald, not only football-wise, but off the field, everything, just professionalism. And, like, I love it. I thought that was – I love that pick. Like, whenever I seen that the Cardinals picked Christian Kirk, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a pretty good pick, too. I'm not a big fan of the player, but the opportunity for him is going to be great. He uh, he should be playing a lot from day one, too. Fitzgerald has been a slot guy the last few years, but um, they can kind of enter – they can go outside inside both of them. And like you said, he'll be learning from him in the wide receiver room, which is awesome. Him with Rosen, too. I mean, that that's pretty sweet for the Cardinals to have some offensive firepower to go with David Johnson moving forward. So, I like him, but this guy I'm about to bring up now had my second favorite spot. Other than DJ Moore, I thought Michael Gallup going to the Cowboys was the next best thing because there's obvious need there. And I think he's he might have the opportunity to be the most productive out of all these guys because the, the opportunity there is such a big role. Stepping right into where Dez was, I, I don't know. I'm not a big Alan Hearns guy. We'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, he's going to be playing a lot from day one. Absolutely, yeah. Alan Hearns is more of a two. Yeah. Um, I really think Michael Gallup could. Jerry Jones has said that Michael Gallup is going to be involved in the offense in week one. So he's going to be one of those guys that you can draft now, and he's going to produce for your fantasy team immediately. So, with the wide receiver position, it's more – most of the time you're like, you kind of have to wait on the guys, um, kind of like a Corey Davis from last year. I think Michael Gallup is – he's going to be startable from week one. So, I'm really excited about him. Um, like you said, um, Des leaving, uh, Jason Witten just retired. Uh, they don't really throw the ball to the running backs out of the backfield. So, they have a ton of targets. Dak's a great quarterback. So I love Michael Gallup for sure. Um, he's one of those guys that I had late third, early fourth, and now after his landing spot, I have him all the way in the first round. So I love Michael Gallup. Yeah, man, I agree. What about uh, DJ Chark? What do you think about his landing spot? Um, I mean, it's okay. I don't really – I love Blake Bortles. <laughs> so um, I'm fine with DJ Chark. But, I mean, he just – he really just is, just reminds me of this year's John Ross. Um, I know you don't want to hear that because you're a big DJ Chark guy. But – Well. I would – I would – okay. What's John Ross, like 5'11"? But, but John Ross was going, like, top 10 last year. And yeah, DJ Chark, Chark I got him exactly. at 3 – what, 303 today? Exactly. So, the price isn't nearly there. I mean, he's a speed guy. He's six so, three, man. Two hundred. Yeah. He he looks like AJ Green. That doesn't mean he will be AJ Green, but he's got that type of body. He does. He has he has the type of AJ Green body. And, and they don't they don't have that. that there. Like Moncrief thinks he's that. He's he's not. It is worth the risk at, in the third round. Absolutely. I think he's, he's the upside's no there for sure. I don't oh, love the spot, but for sure. you know, I, yeah. that's what I wanted in Dallas. I think that would have been better. But you know, what do I know? Yeah. Um, what about one of your guys here? I know this is a guy you like, uh, Anthony Miller. Yes, my boy, Anthony Miller. Dude, I I love the landing spot for Anthony Miller. 
Um, I thought going into the draft that if Anthony Miller can go to a team and be a solid wide receiver too, then he will excel. And that is exactly what he did going to the Chicago Bears. Um, I mean, he's he's pretty much an average wide receiver. He's 5'11", 190. Um, learning behind Allen Robinson, the great run, young quarterback, an up-and-coming team, uh, an electric offense, as I believe. I think he's going to excel there. Um, just some some quick notes I want to throw out on Anthony Miller. This dude was a walk-on at Memphis four years ago. So, literally, no one believed in him at all. And now he's like a top wide receiver pick in the NFL draft. I think I think he has the intangibles to take him to the next level in the NFL. And I'm super, super stoked for, for Anthony Miller. I'm going to try and own Anthony Miller in, in just about every league this year. He's a great mid-second late second, early third, third round pick for me. Yeah, I think he's going to be locked and loaded in that mid-second range, man. But I think he's he's got the opportunity to start, I mean, pretty early on because they have Robinson, but there's really not a surefire number two over there. So we'll see, man. Uh, another guy I wanted to talk about was James Washington, a guy that we were both pretty high on. Um, good landing spot as far as, you know, going to a good organization and, good ownership and all of that, but could have been a better landing spot as far as production. But uh, what do you think about it? I think he can still yeah. have some games. Yeah, he'll he'll have like three or four blow-up games this year. Other than that, I don't think he's really going to do very much fantasy-wise. I think he's an absolute fabulous replacement for Martavis Bryant um, as a Pittsburgh fan. I love it. But fantasy-wise, I'm not very excited. There's – you know, 10, 15 other teams I would have rather him went to. Probably 20. But, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's he's the three there. Probably he's a good, the four. Uh, he's a he's good real life four. player. Real life. Yeah. Not fantasy. I mean, I mean, Antonio Brown, Juju, and Lev Bell are all going to be ahead of him in targets. So, like you said, he's a good NFL player, real life. But as far as fantasy goes – you're probably going to have to wait a while. So, I mean, he might be a good stash, but Antonio Brown's not retiring anytime soon. You know, Juju's not going anywhere. He's in his second year. So, barring any catastrophic injury, he's not really going to do that much um, as far as a, a boom-bust flyer DFS type of guy. Yeah, man. I couldn't say it any better myself. Um we're we're pushing pretty long right now, man. Let's put let's bring up one more receiver each, and we'll push off the tight ends to the next episode. Um, I'm gonna bring up Equinemia St. Brown, man, because the upside is there. I'm not really sure why he slid so far in the draft, but whatever it worked out, he landed in a perfect spot. Six five, big body, like two fifteen, best quarterback to ever, you know, live, play, whatever. <laughs> um. No Jordy Nelson, you know, other than Adams, unless they're signing Dez, like right now there's no big body, you know, outside receiver to go along with Adams unless you're a Geronimo Allison guy. Um, so the opportunity is really there, honestly. And even if they do sign Dez, I don't think, you know, this guy could still get on the field and be a red zone weapon year one. So he's he's somebody, again, you might have to wait on. 
uh, maybe a couple of years, but the price should be pretty cheap. I mean, you could probably get him in late second, third, even mid third in a lot of leagues. Yeah, I like that. Um, like you said, he's pretty cheap, so I'm willing to – he's a boom-bust type of guy. Like, he could literally be the number two on that team, or he could be Jeff Janis. Mm-hmm. So, there's really no in-between for ESB. He didn't have any quarterback play at Notre Dame. So, I don't I don't know what the team saw in him. Like, I saw projections, him going all the way in the second round. Yeah, he was all he over fell. the place. Yeah, so I mean, he's he's a flyer. He's a project. So. Like uh, I reached for him in the late second today in a draft that we we're in, and that you know that might probably was too early, but got to take your shots. He's one of those guys that could really pay off. Yeah, he could. He could definitely pay off. Um, the last guy I want to talk about is Dante Pettis. Yeah, great spot. Yeah, the wide receiver out of Washington. He was drafted at the twelfth pick of the second round. Um, He's a he's a solid build wide receiver. Six foot one eighty five, and I think the landing spot's perfect for him. They don't really have a true number one in San Francisco. I mean, you got Garcon, but you know he's he's getting older and. I really thought that the 49ers were going to make a, a huge push to get one of those, you know, an Allen Robinson or or trade up to get a big-name wide receiver, but they didn't. I mean, so right now Dante Pettis is their guy. So I love him right now. Before the draft, he was getting taken super, super late. His ADP was 222. Hmm. Just to give you some perspective, that was behind D'Angelo Henderson – and Hayden Hurst. So he's obviously not going to be taken that late, but you might be able to take advantage of, of that in some drafts like the MFLs. You just, you know, you pull it up and it's ADP. So look for look for Dante Pettis in, in the second rounds of, of all, your, all your rookie drafts because I think he could be a steal. Yeah, that was a prime landing spot, man. And assuming they don't go out and get Dez, um, he should be in line for a pretty good opportunity share out there. So we'll see, man. I, that was a guy I didn't expect to see go that early, but they uh, obviously saw something in him. But uh, Yeah, I was very surprised that he went that early, but literally anyone that went to San Francisco in the second round, I'd have been, I'd have been all about him. Like, I, I don't care who went there. He's going to get – I mean, he's going to get some opportunity, like – who like they just don't have anyone else to throw the ball to, and Jimmy G's a good quarterback, so I love it. Yeah, man. We'll uh, we'll see what happens over there, but the uh, we're not really going to touch on the tight ends, man. I mean, other than Jacecki going to the Dolphins, I don't really, you know, it wasn't really much relevant. And the Ravens just completely screwing oh, up. God, they drafted Hayden Hurst in the first round, and, and then the they drafted a better a better tight end in Mark Andrews at. Number eighty-six overall. Just dumb. So since we've already touched on the Titans, Godair. what do you think about Godair? Yeah, what do you think R. about Godair going to Philadelphia? R.I.P. I mean, three years before we get weird. this Trey Burton all over again. You have to wait three or four years for him to be free. But dude, after Ertz, after Ertz leaves, sure. Will he leave though, or will Godair have to leave? Either or. 
you know, it's, it's either it's way so you got to wait. It's so disappointing. Like, my top tight end in the entire class goes to a team with a top three tight end. Like, that's literally the worst case scenario. But it's a tight end position, so you're not that worried about it. I hate tight ends. Yeah, you, a couple of your guys got fucked because John Kelly went to L.A. and that was your God, bit. dude, John John Kelly's my boy. Um, another one of my guys was Justin Jackson. He fucked. went to the Chargers. Fucked. Like, man, I just I got the short end of the stick in this draft. I mean, especially that's this is why I said you should draft rookie slots instead of rookie players because you can absolutely just get fucked yep. whenever it comes to, to drafting rookies because I drafted Justin Jackson, John Kelly, and Arkham Wadley. Arkham Wadley went to the Titans. <laughs> so literally any of those guys could have went to a you know a running back needy team or whatever and been a stud, but instead they nope, they go to a team with a top ten running back and no one's going to know their name in three years, so whatever. It's fine. It's unfortunate, I'm man. salty. Yeah, I'm salty yeah, about couldn't it. Tell. Couldn't tell. Couldn't tell. Yeah, that's okay. John Kelly, RIP. I love you. Yeah, man, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. This is actually going to be our longest episode ever, so if you made it through this far, congratulations. Um, I'm at Dynasty Studs with a Z. He is at Wacky Pappy. And our, what is it, DF Dominators for our podcast? Yeah, DF Dominators. Give us a follow. Um, tweet us any questions you have as far as Dynasty Trades or anything like that goes. Um, if nothing else, we will see you next time. Thanks for joining in, and peace out. Later.